0: previously on Just Gow in the City. My sister scammed me and she's like, you got to take mom to get her car because I got to go to rehearsal, you know, to be tree number one. I don't know how to open your door. Does anyone know what the worst thing you can do to Dave Just Gow is? The answer is spilling wine on my pants.
1: But it's so ridiculous. What a time suck. that's because he's an ass. He's always in trouble, as if he was a third grader. He's like Barney Rubble, he seems pretty dumb, but he always has fun. Just cow in the city. <laughs> 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 Time witty, when the, when the pressure is low, just cow in the city, he's dynamite, podcast should be on the radio, hello everybody and for the last
0: time in 2023 we say goodbye to the Dave Just opening storm front theme, move on to something better or whatever different next is year 2024. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final podcast of the year 2023 of Just Cow in the City, episode 99 of Just Cow in the City, and somewhere in the 450s for a podcast as a whole, the entire Dave Just Cow collection, you might say, and welcome. I hope everybody's having a lovely holiday season. It is December 19th. As we come upon another Christmas Eve, another New Year's Eve, that's a Barry Manilow song. It's just another New Year's Eve. I don't know if that's how it goes. I just remember it's a stupid, sad song. And remember it off the live Barry Manilow soundtrack, or Barry Manilow Live, the album that we all had, if you're my age, as kids, which was the greatest live album of our time, besides Kiss Alive, at the exact same time. Uh, Two of the most different kind of music albums you could possibly imagine. And yet, two Jewish boys, two nice Jewish boys, making good in the uh, mid to uh, late 70s uh, with some some serious live albums. We're still around to this day.
1: You gotta love it!
0: So, nice to see everybody on this uh, final day. Obviously, we'll be off next week. Something I'm thinking about... Thinking about taking January 2nd off, too. I hate that because, you know, you want to come out January 2nd, but then the thing is, then I have to do something in between when I'm trying to take a break, right? Like, I got to do something, which nobody does any work between Christmas and New Year's, but I feel bad. I don't feel bad so much taking two weeks. I just feel bad, like, you know, you want to come out of January and just be like, hey, what's up? But then I'm sitting there on January 2nd, and because I'll have recorded it in advance, I, you know, it seems silly to have a podcast on January 2nd not talking about New Year's Eve. Now, could I record on January 1st and maybe put it out on the second? Why should I do that to myself? Why on a day when I finally have off of work, would I want to uh, do extra work? You you, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm not not trying to be rude or disrespectful or anything. I'm just saying uh, this is the way I think and it consumes my entire day. We're actually taking two weeks off of Billy Joel because it's easier on us because the next thing that comes out is the Cold Spring Harbor album wrap up and then it would be split, it's two parts and it was split up into two parts and then you're coming out with the second part of Cold Spring Harbor on January 2nd, it doesn't make sense so we're taking two weeks off of that but that doesn't affect anybody but you know, I do feel bad about the thing so I don't know, then I was thinking well maybe since everybody seemed to like it I could do 1981 in film for January 2nd but then that seemed like a shitty way to kick off the new year and to have the 100th episode, you know, so I don't know. I'm confused, but I'll keep you posted, obviously, on whatever it is I choose to do. And hopefully, you'll be okay with whatever my decision. I mean, you know, I know you can't live without Dave Juskow for two weeks. And that's it's hard enough in a week, right? Hello? Is this is this on? Testing. But that's the way it is, because obviously, my life is so hilarious, you know, I was talking to Gabriel, our friend from uh, Canada. <laughs> he was mentioning that there's a thing I can do, and obviously I'm too old to figure this out, but to put pins in a map of places I've been to visit, like restaurants and stuff and other things too. He said that would drive more attention to the podcast. Because a lot of you have been, after my last podcast, I was like, why am I doing it? I don't get the ratings or whatever, whatever it is. And a lot of you were so kind which I needed, thank you, to say, no, please, thank you, we appreciate it. I know you appreciate it. I know, Zolfi. I just, you know, you just sometimes, what are you going to do? Right, You just come across the, the stats and they're not exactly. And again, right, he's saying like, well, maybe ACAST doesn't know what they're talking about. You could be completely right. And quite frankly, I don't even know how to read any of these charts. But he was saying something about a map and you put pins in a map and then it might help. And then I was thinking, you know, I should probably do an additional podcast Which is just restaurant reviews, like, you know, 15 minutes. And it doesn't have to be every week. You know, whenever I go to a place, I'm like, well, today's my review of the Isle of Capri. (laughs) Now, let me tell you something. It'd be funny if that took off. And then all of a sudden, you know, when I walk into a restaurant, they're like, well, we bet. Then it would be actually no fun. Because then people would be like, well, we better. Oh, my God. Do you know who that is? That's Dave Jusko from the. Juscow's eating Here podcast. Dave Jusgow ate here. <laughs> now that's brilliant. Dave Jusgow ate here, just like George Washington slept here. Now that is comedy. Don't you know who that is? That's Dave Jusgow from the Dave Jusgow ate here podcast. Don't fuck this up. Do not fuck this up. First of all, they'll tell everybody what to do. Get a pen and paper for his order. Number one. <laughs> number two, you can fuck up the order, but just be polite and be nice and all that kind of stuff. It'd be funny to have that kind of swag around town, which, of course, I already have anyway. But uh, I don't know. You know, I love reviewing restaurants, especially when they're great. And then I love complaining about them when they suck and when they close early. Now, the Isle of Capri, for some reason, has been getting a pass. <laughs> but but that's interesting, too. I'm going to give this restaurant a pass. Cause, so I went to Jimbo's this morning again. I like this being my new Friday ritual, but it wasn't as fun this time. And and that girl, the, the waitress or whatever you'd call her at this place like this, Sarah, was back, and I just talked to her the whole time, and my friend Bob couldn't make it. He was at the dentist. And it just wasn't as fun. They didn't have the music playing. There were too many people there. Last time, it was just the cook and me, <laughs> and the music was playing. This time, there were too many people going in and out. There were too many people working there. It just wasn't, but I went later in the day. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. I I needed the Christmas music. You will see, I assume, on one of the bonus shows. Well, no, I guess this would be the bonus show coming up. I don't know. I got to show it this week. Anything Christmas related, I got to show this week. So we'll see about that. Meanwhile, last Friday after I uh, taped, I want to go out and I want to make plans. But by not going out, I am really saving some serious money even though it cost me $100 to make a lasagna last week. I think I told you that. It went to the grocery store. I think I told you. went to the grocery store, got ingredients, $100 to make a lasagna. Now, granted, that lasagna lasted for four or five days. So in the long run, $20 a meal, still even that's pretty expensive. Today, I paid $20 for a grilled cheese. Well, it was $14 for a grilled cheese and coffee. That's pretty expensive for this. Little shop. In fact, one guy came in, he goes like, can I have a bacon egg and cheese? And the girl's like, that's $8. He's like, $8? And he walked out. And I just said, look, I know this place is expensive. I said, this place is expensive. But it's still saving me $30 extra from going to the diner, which it would have cost me today over $50 by myself to have some pancakes and some orange juice and coffee. I do like sitting around and interacting with people because I don't know when I'm going to see people again this week. I don't I was thinking about going to Hoboken tonight. Maybe going to that Dino and Harry's. But it gets dark so early. It's so confusing. <laughs> it's so confusing. And then I don't have any plans for this weekend. I don't think I have plans for next weekend either. So, I don't know, but I'm okay with that. I have a lot to do. I have a lot on my mind. I'm writing. I told you I'm writing that book on John Hughes, which I'm just not putting enough time and effort into. I've got to get this class prepared. So I don't mind spending the weekend getting more stuff done because I need to and it'll help my mindset because I keep getting stomach aches because I know why. It's all complete stress-related this time. I mean, it should be my eating habits, but I don't think it is. Meanwhile, I'm getting numb in my left hand, which I know is bad, and I haven't paid the concierge doctor. I don't know what to do. I need to find a new doctor. I have insurance. I just, I don't know what to do. I like, I, ah, I changed my credit card. So now I haven't been paying the concierge because it's so stupid. But now I don't have a doctor again. And I know I need to go. It's not good when your hand is becoming numb, right? That's that's, that's a bad sign from what I understand. <laughs> I know it 's like really bad, I know, but don't worry everything's going to be fine, and it'll be like the whole thing never happened. <laughs> Anyway, on Sunday, oh, my God. So what did I do on Sunday? You know what I did on Sunday. I only went to this thing on Sunday for you guys. You're welcome to go see my sister, who's in her 50s, portray, portray is the funny word, tree number one in in an adult production of The Wizard of Oz.
2: Are you hitting my apples on what they ought to be?
0: It wasn't like she was just portraying tree number one in a kid's production and that would be sweet or that she's the director and the person didn't show up and that would be sweet. No, no. This was her choice to audition for an adult musical of The Wizard of Oz and then cast as tree number one and say, okay, first of all, it was the worst weather that I have driven in in two years. It was a suspected to be... Horrible rain. And I was expected to go pick up my mother first, drive her back to the show, then drive her back to Betts, and a lot of driving in a torrential downpour. And miss football, take a day off of work, all this just to eat somebody's age in potato lockers. She was blackmailing me, as you know. Well, anyway, I always knew... It would be, I'd love it afterwards because I'd love to talk about it on the podcast. Now, this show sucked. It is with the, what is it, the Cranford Playhouse or whatever it is. Now, as you know, I am a Perry Award winner (laughs) from 40 years ago. I won the first award, the Perry Awards. I've told you all about this before. It is a New Jersey Regional Theater Award, and I am a winner for Best Actor in a Performance In 1982, which is nothing more hilarious than that. Now, all these people, this production is up for Perry Award. They can be. So these idiots are probably thinking, oh, my God, they're probably telling each other, dude, you're totally going to get nominated for a Perry Award. Well, they're stupid because they stink. And then you have to question, I went with Dory, my niece, and we went to that show and we're just making fun from the very beginning and i was like uh dory hates going to shows with me because i'm always complaining i'm always complaining but this time she loved it thank god we were all in agreement that this show sucks and it was fun to make fun of while we were there and this show and the performance and obviously the acting stinks regional theater besides three quite frankly my sister was very good Because it looked like she wanted to be there. Whereas the rest of the cast looked like, why are we even doing this? So at least my sister put 100% into being tree number one. And what was the other thing? A wanky? A winky? You know, one of the, oh, we, oh, we, oh. I mean, she was really into it. So if you're going to put 100% into a stupid part and a stupid show, then obviously I'm okay with that. There was also this kid who was playing the lollipop girls, because there's always one kid I like concentrate on that you can see is really into it, and he wants to put 100% in. Yeah, and I'm talking about you know an eight-year-old, and I see that in a lot of Beth's productions. There's always this kid we talk about that was so good and so never broke character, and you got to love kids like that. And we always laugh about this kid because he was really good in playing a small part. So one of the kids in the lollipop gang was like making the face the whole time, you know, the, 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 the upper lip thing and, and really being in character and you had to appreciate that. As for everybody else, they stink. I would say the Cowardly Lion, the guy who played the Cowardly Lion seemed to have fun and he was very much like the Cowardly Lion. We're like, put him up, put him up. So at least he seemed to enjoy being there and have a good time. As for everyone else, they stink. They had a girl scarecrow I don't care, I guess. You know, what the fuck do I give a shit? I, I really don't care. It's just always going to be awkward. Dorothy was, well, awful. The only good part was Toto because it was a real dog. So why you'd want to put a real dog? Because I wouldn't have a real dog because that definitely takes away from everything because we're only looking at the dog and laughing at the dog. And when they, you know, sleep in the poppy fields and fall asleep and Toto's supposed to pass out in the thing and he's just like walking around, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Takes away from the show. If I was the director, I'd be like, "You got to be kidding me!" The woman who played the Wicked Witch certainly looked ugly enough to be the Wicked Witch. <laughs> That's a horrible thing to say. We know she ain't listening to this podcast, so it's all right. But she sucked, and the reason why she sucked is because her. It, if you're an actress, and you and and, and you're a, a regional theater actress, and you know you're just playing stupidly, and maybe you're somebody's mom somewhere, but you get to do this. The greatest part you can ever get in The Wizard of Oz would be the Wicked Witch of the West. And Glenda's easy, everything else is easy, but the Scarecrow and the Wicked Witch give you the most to chew up the scenery, as they say. And this Wicked Witch was a piece of shit in the sense that the ending was, was, was awful. When when she melts, when they throw water on her, she's was like, oh no, my! who would have thought a beautiful could, could destroy my wickedness? Help me, I'm melting, I'm melting. I mean, it was awful. That is your chance, your one chance in this pathetic life that you lead to really just, that's your scene, and you stink. That's all we're waiting for, is this her scenery-chewing, one-off scene that she should have to have, and she blew it. She stinks. And you have to blame the director for that, too. You definitely have to blame the director. My sister's talking about that all the time because, obviously, she's a director, so she's like, this director stinks. And she does because there's only two scenes that you need. If you have a stupid production like this out in somewhere buttfuck, New Jersey, all you need is a trap door. Every theater space has a trap door, and if you don't, you stink. A trap door saves your production because it's fun to, to... That's your one special effect that you have that can compete with Broadway on a dumber level is a trap door. And when the Oz scene happens and the witch should be coming through the trap door out of nowhere with a puff of smoke and you blow it and she just comes from the curtains next door with a broom, you stink. And your show sucks because that's the one thing everybody's waiting for How are they going to, this is the part for the director. How is this director going to have the mindset to create the illusion that the witch came out of nowhere? A trap door is all you're asking. It's the simplest thing in the whole world. And then the melting scene should be similar. What could be easier? A trap door. And they didn't do, it was awful. Absolutely awful. Those two scenes are all you're looking forward to when you're seeing a stupid, stupid production of a show no one should ever do. Now, do I understand why they did this at Christmas time? Yes, they're clearly trying to sell out and be more kid friendly. So they're doing more kid friendly shows this time of the year. I get that. But The Wizard of Oz is an awful, awful choice. It is an awful, awful live event. They're bringing back The Wiz to Broadway. That is an awful show. I mean there are some decent songs and stuff but it still stinks. I mean if you've ever watched the movie it's unwatchable except for the fact that Michael Jackson is the scarecrow and he's fucking awesome or his talent was. But I'm saying if you're doing the, if you're choosing that's what Dory and I were saying the whole time like what why would they choose this show? You have to question the entire production of why they would choose this show. They stink. Everything about them stinks. The, it, the director had no vision to do anything but stupidity. Why you even have this poppy scene? in a show? It, it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't progress the plot. It does nothing. If you're in the movies, I get it, but it's like you're not. You stink. Everything about you stinks. I knew this going in. Of course, I'm, I'm not that angry because I knew it was going to stink. But you know, sometimes when you're going to a thing and you're missing football and you're missing the greatest Jets game that's ever been played in three years, you hope maybe there's going to be one silver lining about this play that's going to be amazing. Because as, as you know, my sister and her family still tease me and I still think they're fucking with me when Billy was in a production of Midsummer Night's Dream that was supposed to be the greatest high school production that's ever been done with the one I sat out in. I'm like, I'm done. I can't go to any more shows. I'm just getting too angry. For what reason? Because I'm a theater snob. What an asshole I am. I still think they're fucking with me. So you go there and you're like, maybe there'll be some saving grace like Dorothy has the most beautiful voice or something. But no, no, she doesn't. No, she stinks. Everybody stinks. The worst acting I've ever seen. So at the end, I got a picture with uh, tree number two. Just to piss my sister off, I was like, "You were terrific." I got a picture of Tree Number Two. I'm giving Beth the finger while I'm doing it. She's like, "What?" <laughs> tree Number Two was fantastic. I got to, I got to say, she was, she was, she was the best in the show. Tree Number Two. My sister was Tree Number One. Tree Number Three. I mean, it was like, I mean, why is she even there? You know. So I think in in rows of th- the three trees, I would say it goes Tree Number Two then tree number one, who was Beth, and then tree number three. If we're doing it in order of greatness. Tree number two was amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. And my sister, it's the best she's got to do it again this weekend. (laughs) Four shows, two on Saturday. The fuck is this place? Who's coming to this? Oh my goodness. So anyway, the, the, thing was that rhoda decided I'm, I'm dressed i'm ready to go it's 10 o'clock in the morning i'm like this is gonna suck but i'm leaving way all the show starts at two rhoda calls me she goes I, I i call her the night before i'm like are you sure you're gonna be okay because i know you went out today to do something with one of your friends and i know that you can't handle two days in a row she's like no no i'm good i'm good i remember this actually i call she goes that's tomorrow and i'm like are you fucking kidding me so then she found out about the weather. She found out about the weather, and apparently that was scaring her. She goes, I'm not coming. And my sister was furious. But this was she's just like my dad. But this might be the last time we can light candles together. <laughs> That's all my dad used to do for the last 20 years of my grandmother's like, This might be the last time. Make sure you get her on tape. It might be the last time. My sister's doing that exact bit every time. And even though we talk about it, she's still not getting that she's doing it, which is kind of hilarious. She's been enjoying the uh, she loved the 1980 uh, movie list podcast and she liked the Billy Joel one. And I said, well, you should listen more. Often. She goes, no, nah, I don't like when you talk about me. I'm like, well, if I know you're going to listen, I won't talk about you anymore. But there was no indication that she was definitely listening. And quite frankly, I'm not really saying anything that bad about it today. And she knew she was going to get this. I mean, come on, you, you're inviting us. You're, you're actually doing this for my show. So I, I'm not sure what you're expecting here. So. Rhoda didn't want to come and I'm like well great so I just sat around for two hours like waiting to leave I'm like where am I gonna go now I was all ready to go and I wanted to go before it started raining and it wasn't that bad on my way there to best I picked up Dory and then we went to the stupid show as soon as I got out of the car to get coffee it started pouring of course it did just as we went to the theater it started pouring fine that's all right You know what the beauty about seeing a show in Jersey is? I left my jacket in the goddamn car. That was beautiful. You know what the worst about seeing a play is in the city? Here, you've got to put put your jacket on your seat. There's nothing worse than trying to organize yourself with your stuff when you're sitting in the seat. So it was great leaving the jacket in the car. That was exciting. I'm like, yeah, being in Jersey rules. Or anywhere in the country except New York City where you can't put anything anywhere. Dory and I are watching the Red Zone channel on my phone up until the show starts, like 2 o'clock, and everybody's playing, and we're watching the Jets game, and we're laughing, and Dory's in the pool, too. She's in last place. She's going to win the booby prize this year, probably. I mean, she stinks, which is funny and great, and she's loving it. She loves the pool. So we're watching the thing, and we're watching the Jets, and we're like, "They they stink. And remember, they put this guy, and they put Zach Wilson back in. Again, after everybody's been trashing them and trashing them because they got nothing to lose, and they're playing this really good team, Houston Texans. zero zero, 0 nobody's scoring, any, you know, whatever. It's raining. We're like, hey, they still stink. You know, we thought maybe he'd have this flashes of greatness. I turned the phone off. I turned the phone off. I said, should I turn it on in an intermission and check the score? She's like, nah, wait till after. I'm like, yeah, you're right, you're right. Who wants to know all that stuff, right? So we watch the show. We just sit there in intermission. I open up my Lifesavers uh, collisions, which we always have, the gummies. It's a tradition to have a little gummy action during intermission, even though we're having potato latkes. But let me explain how the human body works. I'm just kidding. And uh, you know what, what? what's happening too? It's like, it's the weirdest thing. The show's happening, and then all of a sudden, you just hear people opening opening their packages or whatever they're, ta- whatever they're doing. There was a collective, Dory noticed it too, a collective of just people eating and opening stuff. It was the weirdest thing. Sarah Silverman would have had She would have had to have left. It was so weird. Just all of a sudden, everybody was opening stuff. I guess it was just as a quiet moment of the show. You could just hear the collective opening of stuff. People were just already bored at the beginning. It was such a pathetic show. So horrible. You're just sitting there going like, oh, my God, there's still this scene and this scene and this scene left, which was the exact opposite of seeing Back to the Future where you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this scene. I can't wait for this scene. This one, you're like, oh, my God, how much more is left? Oh my God! They killed the witch, and now they gotta go through that whole. Wiz- the Wizard of Oz was an asshole. He couldn't remember any of his lines. He's like, "Where I come from, you have nothing but a testimonial." What I mean, it, no, you're like, and you're like, "Oh my God! I gotta sit through this shit." That guy sucked. Holy shit! And you're just like waiting, and you're like, "What? Oh my God! Is it almost? Oh, oh God! She's gotta go back to Kansas still. Holy shit! Oh, That's when you know a show really sucks. The show's over and Dory and I are sitting there because we just, you know, assume we got to wait for Beth and we're just sitting in our chairs and this lady in front of us is on her phone and I, even with my bad eyesight, I see the Texans logo and it says six and on the other side it says 30 and I'm like, excuse me, is, is is that the Jets score? And she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, what? That's not from many years. That's from today?" And she's like, "Yeah. It's not unbelievable because I guess she was a Jets fan." And I was like, "Wait, wait, wait. That's from that's not like a doctor joke. Like the, the game was over. The Jets won 30 to 6." I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? How they haven't scored a touchdown in in 2 years and all of a sudden the guy the one game I missed the guy goes crazy. He scores thirty points in the second half, and I'm sitting in the Wizard of Oz, in the worst production of the Wizard of This production was worse than when my niece did it in junior high because then in junior high you can forgive. These are adults who stink, and and somehow want to ruin anybody who wants to watch football's good time, and do a matinee on a Sunday. You fucking selfish pricks oh my god so then i wasn't angry i thought that was just amazing and i'm like well maybe i shouldn't maybe i should go to the show every week and the jets will somehow make the playoffs i guess that's what i've been missing so that was really funny and then dory gets a call from beth she's like what are you waiting for she's like we're waiting to see you she's Oh, I didn't know you were gonna hang out to see me I thought I could meet you at home we're like what the fuck what the what what you're not gonna who, who are you Harry Potter you Daniel Radcliffe we're, you're not coming out of the back door to see us you tree number fucking one is not gonna greet her the one the people the two people that are there to see her who the fuck does she think she is you, I thought I'd just meet you at home what no we're waiting for you. We want to tell you how great Tree Number Two was, so that that we couldn't believe it. Dory is even like, "What the fuck? What is going on? She's so weird." So anyway, she comes out. Everything's fine. We're all in a good mood, and I'm just glad the show's over. And you know, she really was good <laughs> because she she seemed to want to be there. She seems to like it as much as she likes to complain about it. All that stuff. She's just like me. We're exactly alike. We love complaining about it, and yet we still keep doing it. Why do I keep going back to the Isle of Capri? I don't know. The waiter's horrible. The food is okay. (laughs) But I love complaining about it. I love going there and seeing what's going to happen next. Are they going to forget the wine? They're going to forget the cheese? They're going to forget the whole meal in general? They're going to forget to ask us if we want coffee? I don't know. This is the life we've chosen me and my sister. We're equally alike. She married somebody exactly like me and my dad. He's so lazy, just like my dad was. He just wants to watch TV. He's supposed to go to work two, three days a week. He only goes in one, maybe. (laughs) He just watches TV all the time. Oh, it's funny. So then we go home. Beth is furious that Rhoda didn't show up. She didn't know. You know, very angry that Rhoda didn't get to see her play tree number one as if she was five. And your dad didn't come see your ballet recital. It's kind of funny that that never goes away, no matter how old you are. So then we uh, get back home, and Matt has been making the potato lockers, and he made. He's like, "Listen, I made some experimental potato lockers. Now I know. I don't worry. I made plenty of the traditional, but I made some experimental ones. Turns out the experimental ones were so delicious. That's all I ate. He put a little shrimp." and a little ginger into the potato like which I never thought I would like, and they were fantastic. I was like, you know what? I don't think I can ever go back to regular potato lockers. These are unbelievably tasty. They were amazing. I'm pretty sure I had about 25 of them, but I really lost count, as they often do. There was another kid that was supposed to bring something, and it turned out the place he was getting it from was closed on Sunday, so we all just ate potato lockers, which is my favorite thing to do anyway. I don't want anything else. So it was great. I should have bought soda. Usually Beth has some, but she didn't. But that was all right. She has that iced tea mix that I like, so that was good. But you know, the soda helps. Well, you know what I mean. But that was uh, very good. So then, I guess we had dessert. Dory made me just a regular old fashioned chocolate cake, like my Mama Seal used to make, with no nonsense. You know, the problem with Dory is that sometimes she just goes a little too far. Like well, I'll put extra frosting and extra peanut butter, and I don't like I just like a basic chocolate cake with no nonsense. So she made me what I wanted, which was great. I watched TV for, I guess I was watching the end of the game maybe the Sunday night game or no, no, maybe the end of the four thirty game. I don't know. And I said to her, listen, I'll drive you home if you want. You know, Matt goes, uh, oh, that'll be fun. She can take the E train from there. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll take her home home. I'll take her to Brooklyn. And she's like, well, that'd be great. Cause she has to work the next day. I said, what the hell I'll take Dory home. I didn't have to pick up Grammy. I'll take her home. And then I figured, you know what, not only will I take her home, you know what I'll do is I'll park my car just by my house. That'll be so much easier for me that I don't have to go back to the garage from Brooklyn. And then I'll just park in, a, in the garage on Monday. I'm like, this will work out perfect. So that's what I did. I drove her home. But we were going through Staten Island. Oh, my God. It was the biggest rainstorm I've seen. And to, the last time I saw rain like that, driving in that rain, was when I was on my way to Boston to, for that gig. So that would be two Junes ago. And it was terrifying, and I felt bad having her in the car. I don't mind when I'm alone so much. But I kept calm, and I just kept saying, boy, it's really coming down, but you know, I think she was nervous too. And you know what? My mother was right, because even if I was driving, or let alone an Uber driver that she didn't know, she would have been terrified. She did the right thing. And I told her, I said, you know what? You did the right thing. That driving rain was terrifying. It was terrifying, especially in my car, my old car. That leaks. It would not be the best place to be, but it just kept driving through. And I was like, it'll be great when we get to the Verizon. We'll take the lower level and we'll get a break. And we did. It was fantastic. But it was driving and driving. It was really difficult. Really difficult to see. Really difficult to drive in. But just kept chugging along. There was no traffic because everybody listened to the weather reports except for Beth <laughs> making us come out. Normally, if it was snowy, we, we could have canceled the whole thing. The problem that it was only rain. It's December. It should have been all snow. And then we wouldn't have had to done any of this oh boy but yeah we got there I uh, took her to her house I looked upstairs just to see what it was like what a dump <laughs> it's just not where I'd want to live but she seems to be very happy in Brooklyn and then I took my car and still in the rain and parked in my house and it was beautiful the next day I woke up and took it to the garage everything worked according to the plan, right? You expected something else, but it didn't. Let me tell you something else funny that I forgot to tell you about the show, this horrible show. These fucking idiots don't seem to get it. You know how all shows make an announcement they've been trying to make it funny? Turn off your phones, no flash photography, all that kind of stuff that they've been doing for years. Please be respectful of other people. Don't eat, don't open candy bars, whatever it is, right? And they always try and make it funny. Well, a lot of times they do it in character, but this was pathetic. They're like, <laughs>
1: This is the Wicked Witch of
0: the West, and I'm here to tell you about our. Produ- you have to come in February when our production of
1: 1940s murder mystery. Oh my God, it was so
0: pathetic when they're in character announcing an upcoming show.
1: And next season, the Dolly Parton classic Nine to Five. <laughs>
0: and this is Glinda the Good Witch when next week we have the production of Equus make sure that penises are okay with you I mean I don't know it was just so stupid they're in character doing their next shows it is so dumb this place sucks that's a Cranford or Cranberry theater production I mean the nerve they think they charge $25 a ticket for crap they charge less money at the comedy cellar for professional comedy. Are you kidding me? And Nobody gets paid either. I mean, it just goes back into the show so they can do these horrible shows for other people and force their family members to come and it's not even a kid's show. That's the worst part. Everybody knows they got to do, they got to come to junior high and elementary school and high school productions, but you shouldn't have to go to really crappy productions of adults that just can't seem to get it out of their system. Of course, on the flip side of that I suppose if I things were different and we had a sliding doors thing and I ended up just being married in Jersey I'd probably want to do it too but at least people would be like God that guy that played the wizard was fantastic he's so talented right am I wrong about that wouldn't I stand out in the production so at least everybody would like, well, that guy was fantastic Well, he made a great scarecrow you see what I'm saying so that would be the difference Then people would be like well I gotta say that Dave Joss guy really he really could have made it he could have made it you know, he used to do stand-up comedy, and then he gave it up for a woman. Really? He's not gay? No. Why, what made you say that? Oh, just everything about him. You know, the way he moves, the way he sings, the way he talks about other guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey Cora!
2: Hi, Cora. My father- the head of clock just like that. It's only $25. You stole it, if it runs. (laughs) Coffee? (laughs) Smells good. This is perfect. He doesn't talk about my coffee that way. This is Maxwell House. Been around as long as that clock. I think it tastes best. Good to the last drop. Maxwell House is always good. Try some yourself. Thanks. Hi, Cora. Hi. Hi, kids. Get that clock running? Sure did, and her coffee's been fantastic. Maxwell House is the only kind I sell. Like they say, good to the last drop.
1: <laughs> Maxwell House Coffee from General Foods. Always good to the
2: last drop.
0: Uh, Monday, you know, again, I I, I I, gave up wings. I was like, I, I can't have any more wings. I just have potato legs because I'm getting so fat. I need to come home and do stuff and concentrate on stuff, and I know I just need to... Have a night where I am concentrating, and of course I can't concentrate. I can't concentrate, so I come, up, so I walk, and I'm like, I gotta walk. Also, I gotta walk. So I leave work. I leave work at four. It's already dark. I mean, it's already getting dark. By the time I walk out of there, I went to the bathroom because I I gotta go to the bathroom. It's like four ten, four fifteen. It's already dark. It's already getting dark. <laughs> like this stinks, and and so I I start walking. I made it all the way to Twenty Sixth Street, and I couldn't go anymore because I don't know. I I was I was like, wait, do I – do I have diarrhea? I don't know what's going on, because I'm stressing. I'm stressing out. And I had to pee, and I'm like, I really can't make it this long without peeing. or It's just because, you know, whatever I was eating, I eat too much at the cafeteria, even though I'm trying hard not to do it. So I come home. I'm like, I'm going to do all this work. I come home. I eat some pizza. I know, even though I was like, do I have diarrhea? But I got two pieces of pizza. I ate it, and then I went to bed for four hours. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I woke up, it was like 10 o'clock. I keep doing that. But what are you going to do? I guess you need the sleep, right? I just, and who was playing Monday? Oh, that was great. That was the Giants game and it was the the Dolphins game. It was very exciting Monday night football games. And I was just passed out. And I never got to do any of the work I was playing. I was like, oh, I'm going to do so much work before the games start. I'm going to get so much done. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't sleep well anymore. I got to take it when I can get it, I guess. And then on Tuesday, I knew I had the show, and my uh, get, I knew I was going to light the menorah, which I did, and I had Dan Natterman and Marina coming, and I went to get my hair groomed. to so I had it all planned out, and then Marina's like, I'm in the hospital. I mean, I'm getting a mammogram. All this is the stuff she said on the show, so it's okay. So I don't know whether I can make it. I'm like, you're not going to make it? Yes, I laid a guilt trip on her because it was so late. And I was excited to have her on the show, and I promoted it. And then, you know, of course, 10 minutes later, I feel horrible. I'm like, and then I say, like, hey, don't, but don't worry. But don't worry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, this is what I do. I immediately get upset. And then I think about it. I'm like, what am I doing? The poor kid's in not. She didn't know she's going to be there all day. So you saw, if you've seen the Tuesday show last week, you saw how she came in hot and angry. And it really is fascinating. If you watch the show, she's mad at me. She's mad at the hospital. How 15 minutes later, we're all having a great time. I don't know whether it's a testament to me. I mean, Natterman said I was a great host and maybe that's what he meant that I turned a bad situation into a good situation where we all had a really good time at the end. Lit the candles in Hamas's faces just had a really nice conversation and a good time. And I think it was a quality show. I think the four shows we did in studio this month were really terrific. Really enjoyed doing that show, even though I get so uptight about it beforehand because I have to go to work beforehand, and then I get to go, and I'm like, I, uh, I don't I don't know. And then I'm like, now what do I do? So I just went home. I took the subway home, and I remember I took the subway home, and it was, there, there was a guy sleeping there. I don't know whether he's homeless or just gross, and there's, the last two times I've taken the subway, there's somebody stretched out and sleeping on there, and they usually smell really bad, and you want to get a different car, but it just keeps happening, and then I go out to walk, and I see, people sleeping there and i took pictures of all of it so you can see i don't know whether i took a video or just pick i think i just took pictures people when i'm waiting for the subway to close there's people sleeping there and then there's a guy sleeping on the subway so nobody else can sit down and it's just really getting nasty which is why i take the bike every day instead of the subway because the subway sucks for that reason the subway doesn't suck in theory the subway is the greatest invention to ever happen in a city that's bustling it's how easy is it to get to places underground it's brilliant it's just not kept up well and it's becoming very dangerous my friend from United Airlines I called him yesterday to see how he was doing thinking he might want to have dinner and he told me that an he got a call. He's been working there almost 40 years. And he got a call that there was somebody being unruly at the gate because he doesn't go on the planes. He just takes, he takes care of everything at the airport before people get on. Somebody being unruly. He tried to reason with the passenger for like 20 minutes. Then he said, I can't tell it anymore. Call the Port Authority police. They called the Port Authority police. The guy was, you know, sitting down and then he looks away for a second and the guy sucker punches him in the face and he's and it's like a Marine. And he's down for two minutes, my friend. And he had to be taken to the hospital. And apparently United Airlines has not called to see how he's doing. They apparently do not care about their employees. I just found this recently uh, today. Uh, The girl at Jimbo's used to be a flight attendant. She goes, yeah, the airlines don't care about their employees. I'm like, well, I just found that to be the case today. As I cannot believe they're not just seeing how he's doing or anything This is really bad what's happening. And he goes, until they stop serving drinks at the airport, things aren't going to change. And I was talking to the waitress at Jimbo's today about this. Now, you don't want to be a stickler and say they need to stop serving alcohol at the airports. But maybe we do because we've seen all this escalating. But then you say to yourself, this has probably always been happening. It is because of social media that we're only hearing about it, and it seems like it's happening more than usual. This has probably always been happening. People haven't been able to hold their liquor for years. I don't think there's anything new happening. It's very rare to go on a flight and have drama. I mean, I'm sure all of us, anybody listening to this podcast, has been on an airplane, and the odds of there being any drama would be 1%. And especially the kind of drama we've been seeing on social media and the news. But I think because of social media, we're hearing about it more. We're seeing it in action. It's one thing to hear about it, but then another thing to actually see the video and see how crazy people are. And this has probably been, been going on since flight has started, since airports have started serving drinks. Because remember, everybody's drunk when they come on. If you're at the airport and your flight's delayed, what do you do? When you're drinking. That's what they do. They serve you drinks, and they can't wait to serve you drinks because they triple the price of all the drinks at the airport. Everybody knows that. Wasn't there just something about a senator who couldn't believe he had a $700 bill? He's like, I had like four drinks. They're, they're all sur- surcharge pricing. So I think there's no difference. It's not like flights are different or, or people have changed. It's just that we're learning about it more, which is happening across the planet. There's so many good things that are drawing attention to it, but then the other things which are bad would make it seem like this happens on every flight that you do now which is which has totally affected my i'm like i don't why would I want to fly there's only troublemakers on the flight all the time now, but that's not the case it's It's rare, but unfortunately, this happened to my friend in the fucking airport I'm so angry about it because he's such a nice guy, and I just can't believe this happened, but this is <sighs> Things are a mess, a mess at the airports, and that's why I don't travel very much. Who needs it? I, I mean, it's terrifying to be up there with uh, crazy people when you're thirty five thousand feet in the air. They, they, they really the airports. You know, sooner or later, they're probably going to stop serving liquor, just the way we never thought. Well, they're they're never going to be able to stop smoking cigarettes in a restaurant. That'll never happen because the cigarette companies won't let it happen. Well, it happened everywhere. Now it started state by state, and now nobody can smoke in a restaurant. You can't even fathom that you used to be smoking in a restaurant. You can't even believe when you see it in the movies. Now, yesterday, as I'm going through 1981 for my college class, I saw there's a couple movies. I'm like, I got to see this. I got to see this. There's a movie I looked up. It's called Looker, and nobody remembers it. The reason I was interested by it was because it's written and directed by Michael Crichton, who, of course, created Jurassic Park and wrote and directed a couple things before he just kind of wrote books and then just, you know, wrote instead of directing. When he decided, well, I guess I can let Spielberg do something. I mean, the guy's got to do something. He's got to eat, right? So I was like, well, that's interesting. And I was looking at the premise of the movie. I I remember it, I just never saw it. And it stars Laurie Partridge, from the Partridge family, Susan Day. And I remember when it came out, I'm like, well, I guess she's getting naked and that's why she's trying to get rid of the Lori Partridge movie, which is probably why the movie didn't work. And Albert Finney, who's always good. And James Colburn as the villain. It, it, it's about, and remember this is 1981 and it's about AI and it's about creating, taking Susan Day, or Lori Partridge as we know her, and going into a computer place and making her an AI person that they can place in commercials, the perfect woman that they can just make an AI character and get her to do whatever, not her, but then make an AI thing and she can just be in all these commercials. And the movie's really bad, but good in the sense of, like, why, this guy really was ahead of his time because they are CGI-ing the characters in there and then there's, like, you know, all, all a gun chase and everything in it, which is kind of fun, and it's really good science fiction in that sense. There's a gun that hypnotizes you instead of shoots you with bullets and it's kind of great i mean that kind of stuff is awesome the movie is not great you know because it's too it's just not made for today but i did enjoy it and i love the fact that michael crane is just so ahead of his time and these things are happening right now and that made it really entertaining But there's a whole bunch of other movies. I'm like, wait a minute, I got to see that either again or now so I can talk about it in class. But this is the kind of stuff I can't wait to talk about. And it's, you know, the music is so 80s. It's so brilliant. I cannot even wait to start this class. This is going to be so much fun. I usually go to the Tuesday show. I have time to kill. So I usually go to my bar and just have like an apple cider. This time I actually had the apple cider with rum. Normally I don't drink beforehand, but it was so tasty. And there's a horrible woman at the bar and he's like, Oh, here comes a comedian now. And she's like, Oh, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. Oh my God. It was one of those people. No, no. Tell me your best joke. And I'm like, no, nah, I really don't have any jokes. Like, no, no, come on. Just tell me your best joke. I mean, what is your best? I mean, why would somebody, how do you not know not to say that? at this? And she was older. She's like my age. So, I mean, it's just like, what could be worse than somebody at your favorite bar doing something like that? I don't have any jokes. I don't have any joke jokes. In fact, this leads me to what happened on Wednesday. So, that really pretty unbelievable girl, Noelle, Leon, asked me if I would like to be in her Christmas movie that she's making. And I said, sure, I'd be in anything. And uh, I I don't know, I guess somehow she has the financing and the, I mean, if you have a million followers, I guess you just get stuff. And she wrote a script and she's making a holiday movie and I'm grateful to be, I mean, and maybe for next year, I don't know what her plan is, I don't care. She And and she's sending me all this, like, here's the day, here's the day, and then she never confirms any of the days. And then she's like, finally like, can you make it tomorrow? And I'm like, or Monday, she told me, like, can you make it Wednesday? And I'm like, no, I got to work on Wednesday. And she's like, no, it's at like at noon, no, just noon to one. And I'm like, actually, that I can make because it turns out I'm working at 4 o'clock. So I'm like, yeah, okay. She's like, it's a stand-up New York. Just come down. We'll have you out in an hour. Well, three hours later, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm going, God, God I got to get out of it because I got to get to work by 4. But I'm waiting there, and all I got to do is do stand-up. And I'm like, well, what kind of stand-up do you want me to do? She's like, "Just," And I'm thinking, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to get... A lot of you don't want to get my jokes on film until I'm ready to get them on whatever, but I'm like, I got three jokes I can do, who cares? And then, of course, just before I go on, she goes, Yeah, just talk something, do something Christmassy. And I'm like, What do you mean, do something Christmasy? Couldn't you have told me this in advance? She's like, Well, I didn't want you to write new jokes. I'm like, Well, what do you want me to do now? I was so angry. I'm like, Listen, next time just be honest what you need and I'll take care of it. You know, I mean, that's all I ever ask. Just be honest. Are we really doing 12 to one? I mean, I know movie shoots go this way, but just, you know, be honest. You you had some weirdo take my email and then he told me to come a different day in a different place and then you change. I I mean, what the fuck? I mean, I know it's a guerrilla-like production and I get all that stuff, but just, you know, tell me one thing or something. I mean, what do you, I don't know. She's crazed, but she's, she really was doing everything. And at first I was like, what the hell is she wearing? And then she dressed into something, you know, kind of hot. And I'm like, all right, at least she knows what she's doing because you know you just remember you're making this movie for me i'm the kind of guy that's going to watch a movie you're in because you're going to wear different outfits so don't forget who you're making this for <laughs> so <laughs> she tells me she goes yeah and i got this italian guy this guy there's italian guy mario coming and i'm like oh whatever and I'm like, it can't be the Mario I'm thinking of. She goes, yeah, I got this Italian guy, Mario, this Italian guy. She keeps saying this Italian guy. So I'm like, well, it can't be the Mario I'm thinking of. It can't be Mario Bosco. It couldn't be. It was. Who's Mario Bosco? He's that, like, kid. He's a man, but he looks like a little boy.
1: And he's always like, where's Jessica? Hey, Jessica, when are we going back? How's doing? We... Well, how's Artie doing? How's Artie doing?
0: I mean, this kid is the most annoying kid.
1: Hey, just now, how come you didn't in invite me to your birthday party, you piece of shit?
0: He's out of his fucking mind. But I do think he's funny. I, I, I don't hate him. It's just like I don't want to work with him. And now Noel knows. <laughs> I said, you should have called me before and asked me, just like you did with Judy Gold. You should have asked me. And this kid comes in. He takes over as if he's i don't know bradley cooper and he's like all right everybody i'm here he just goes on stage starts doing his act like we're not shooting yet yeah yeah all right people and he's like trying to improvise but he stinks and he's like it's and you could see i and i got video i got video folks so you will want to sign up for patreon to see this mess <laughs> And then you see Noel going like, he's like, yeah. And here's another thing I said to this. Oh, and don't film me. I don't like to be filmed. This is what he's saying in front of the cameras. And then you see Noel looking like, what the fuck is he talking about? That that wasn't part of the joke. He's saying, yeah, don't film me. I don't like. We're there to be filmed. What the fuck is he talking about? This guy's out of his fucking mind. And I just started laughing. And they're like, he's like, is that funny? And she's like, well, you're making Dave laugh. Oh, Dave always laughs at my stuff. Of course, I'm laughing at him. I mean, it's just so fucking funny. This kid doesn't get it. It's hilarious. He goes,
1: should I mention that you we work for Audi? Should I tell the story about working for Audie Lang?
0: And I'm like, well, you, you know, I don't care, but I wouldn't. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's probably not good to mention. I'm like, yeah, I said, I told her. I was like, I don't think. Why would you want to mention? Why do you need any trouble from anybody? So. He's he's so bad, and I'm just laughing. I can't even stand it. I couldn't wait to call up Dan Filato, Artie's old producer, and just say, "You're not going to believe what happened." Because he always calls me with Mario Bosco stories, and I and he texted me later. He goes, "Dude, I just want to thank you for today." I called him yesterday, told him the whole story. He goes, "I just want to thank you. This is the anniversary of my dad's death, and..." You really cheered me up. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm i glad I could. I mean, what's better? I was like, the only reason I was happy this was happening is so I could call Dan and, and tell him this story. And it is as good. And when you see the video, it's even better. Oh, this kid is out of his goddamn mind! How come you don't put me on the podcast? I don't, I mean... Because I'll tell you why. I mean, we'd, it would be funny to have him on the Comedy Cellar show, but it also isn't funny. You know what I'm saying? It's funny for five minutes, but not for a full hour. It would be awful. Uh, so that's the problem. That's the problem. He's hilarious for five minutes, and that gets fast old fast. But I just, it really made me, I was crying laughing, crying laughing, because I don't know if you remember, but there's an old Artie Lang thing that's on YouTube, I believe, Where me, him, and me, Artie, and Mario, and Mario's—he's trying to do stand-up comedy, and Artie's teaching him how to do it, but he's just fucking with him, and Mario doesn't get it. And he goes, "All right, Mario, Mario, all right, tell me your jokes, tell me what you have, and we'll go over." He goes, "Good evening, all right, I'm going to stop you right there, Mario." And Mario's just no, and I'm dying. I've never laughed that hard in my life, in my life. It's all documented on YouTube. Mario goes, "Why is he crying?" He just had no idea why I was laughing. And the fact that he didn't get it, that Artie was just fucking with him, just made it even funnier. And this is like at two in the morning I was dying laughing because Artie would always make us start late, which was horrible. He almost held us captive. But it was worth it. He was the funniest thing I ever seen. He goes, and then, of course, <laughs> then he finishes the joke and Artie just doesn't even say anything. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> but Artie just goes, all right, wait, I'm going to stop you right. he just kept stopping him. He's was like, What's the matter with it? He just didn't get it, and it was funny every single time. So that's what I was remembering, and it was bringing back some really good memories of how awesome Artie is, was, maybe could be again someday if he just gets out of his rut, and I miss Artie. I miss Artie Lang. Artie was one of the funniest guys I've ever met, and I know Attell and, and Sarah and... Louis C.K. and you know who am I missing? My very good friends that are the best, and I know Dave Chappelle and Jeff Ross, and yet Artie, I think makes me laugh the most. God damn it! When you have that kind of talent, and yeah, and you add this into the mix, it's the only trouble. That's uh, is that from Goodfellas with cocaine, isn't it? Or is that uh, Casino? I can't remember. Yeah, this into the mix it only makes things worse By now
2: nicky and his crew had already hit rock bottom i mean vegas really got the the booze the coke the broads i mean he got sloppy he just wasn't the same nicky anymore must have drank too much oh, fuck yourself i heard one night he had to belt that guy three times before the guy finally went down in the old days we would have decked him with one shot you add this into the mix Maybe this thing has got through all of us.
0: Anyway, I get up. I do my thing. You know, for five, really 10 minutes, I just do it. And they're like, hey, thanks, Dave. And I'm like, really? That's it? We're not even doing it again? Well, it would be horrible. to do it again. So I couldn't be happy. I I, I got out at 3.15 because I kept saying, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. And I was all the way on 78th and Broadway. And I city biked home in 15 minutes, made it to the coffee shop had a conversation with the girl at the coffee shop for like 10 minutes, sat down and talked to her because I had so much time. I couldn't believe I made it. I was. J- I mean, it was terrifying going across town that quickly and going down Central Park and all that traffic and everything and then heading to the girl. and then I go to the coffee shop and sit down and talk and then apparently upstairs, she tells me, the girl working there tells me there's the cutest dog upstairs. I'm like, well, that I got to see. I go upstairs and can I tell you, again, you'll want Patreon for this. This may be the cutest dog I- I've ever seen. In my life, I got a couple of photos, but photos will never do the justice of the adorableness of this dog. Oh, my God. He was so cute. He just wanted to play. He was so tiny and adorable. Oh, my God. I want a dog like that. It's beautiful.
1: Oh, he's so cute.
0: I think his name is Bruno, which is even funnier. He's so tiny and cute. And some girl has him. I don't know where she lives. I think she lives in the neighborhood. So I hope I see him again. Oh my God, he was so cute. So cute. It made my day. And I went home and went to work. So then uh, Thursday, just real quick, I, you know, I had planned to go to my mother's and we were planning to do all you can eat ribs. So I was kind of looking forward to being and interacting with people because I was afraid I wasn't going to see anybody the rest of the week. And my cleaning lady comes over. And she empties the dishwasher, but the dishwasher wasn't working, and she opened it, and it smelled like vomit. It was disgusting. In fact, the, the reason I was late recording today was because the guy was uh, fixing it today. But, oh, my God, I don't know what happened in there. There was a problem. It was so gross. And she goes, you don't smell it? I'm like, no, nah, I don't smell nothing because I just come from the outside. And then I finally smell I'm like, oh, my God. What happened in there? So she's, she's so cool. So my cleaning is so funny. This is the best. So she's great. I gave her a Christmas gift that I, you know, um, I had gone to the, she was coming in, I was going to the bank. I didn't think you'd be here this early. I'm just going out to get you something. So I, I got her this card and I got her some money and she put the card on her own Christmas tree and sent me a picture. I'm like, oh, that's very sweet. I guess I wrote something very nice because she's amazing. She's so funny. Get this. You ready for this? This is hilarious. So I have my syllabus in the kitchen on my dry erase board. I wrote down my 15-week syllabus. I finally figured it out. And I wrote it down. And she and she just all she sees because we're talking about her daughter who goes to Cornell, and I, all she sees is quiz, quiz, assignment, quiz. She goes, "They must hate you." <laughs> and I'm
1: like, "No, no, I, I was wait. Where you think it's too many
0: quizzes?" <laughs> she was like, "Oh, well, you're gonna, you're gonna be very popular anymore." And I'm like, "No, but they told me I should do a quiz every week. <laughs> the other professors told me." It's funny when I saw it again, I'm like, well, there are a lot of quizzes in there, but they told me I should do like a quiz everywhere. It's going to be an easy quiz. And then there's a few assignments. It's a three credit course, right? I got to do something. But that was funny for her to mention. She didn't even barely speaks English. She goes, you got a lot of quizzes up there, asshole. <laughs> now that's funny. I love her. That is goddamn funny. Meanwhile, okay. So I got the, so the car is running because I took it in Monday. So the car starts on its own on Thursday. I don't have to use a thing. So I'm like, oh, my God, the perfect day to get the car inspected. Because when the battery dies, I have to drive it 50 miles. It's not going to work. So I'm going to bring it to the Jiffy Lube, have them turn off the service engine light. They're like, they're going to know when you turn it off. I'm like, well, I'm going to take the chance anyway. I'm going to bring it back to Rawway. I'm going to get inspected. So they were kind enough. They turn off the service engine light, which is always on. And I'm like, oh, what? Well, you know what? Before I go, let me just make sure in the glove compartment I got all my stuff, my registration, my insurance. I don't have the insurance card. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. They never sent it to me. Oh, my God. I was finally getting it. It's been a year that it's been rejected. And in New Jersey, they have these inspection stations. You get it done for free. And I was so angry. So I'm like, this is starting up. I could have gotten so much accomplished today. It would have been great. Even if it was rejected again, it would have been fine. At least I tried again. And then... I just went straight down to my mom's. I'm like, ugh. And I walked in kind of the way Marina walked into the podcast. I'm like, oh, my God. you got to be kidding me. I don't have my insurance card, so I couldn't get the car inspected. I was so ready. I was so ready to get something accomplished. I wanted to go to my mom's late because we were going to light the candles. waiting for it to get dark. Meanwhile, I got there early. I'm like, now i got to wait around until it gets dark. So then... You know, Joe calls me. He says, I can't do the ribs tonight. I'm like, oh, man. I called three other people. Nobody can do anything. I'm like, great. I'm not going to see anybody. This sucks. I'm getting depressed. So I said, well, at least I'll go to Old Navy and return one of the shirts I didn't like, and that'll be productive. And then I'll go to the Barnes & Noble, see if they have the TV guide. That's what I want. I don't know why they don't have it there. I'm like, "Ah, I'm mad at all of you. You all suck. So I'm like, I guess I'll just go home. You know what I'll do? I'll go to the Just Sub Shops that Gabriel mentioned that maybe possibly better than Tasty Subs. I think he said it was better than Tasty Subs. I said, well, I'll try that in Woodbridge, New Jersey. I said, I'll try the Just Subs. I'll get a tuna sub. I'll eat it on the Turnpike, and that'll be my dinner. You know, fuck everybody. I'm angry. I'm just angry. Nobody wants to hang out with me. I'm just angry. It's not anybody's fault. I'm calling last minute, hoping for the best. I just never want to go home. You know this. So I go to this place in Woodbridge. Well, first I stop... First, I started the Wawa. I'm like, well, first I got to get gas. And then I found out the guy closes the gas. And I go, I didn't hear him turn the thing. So it clicks. And I park the car in the Wawa. And then I go back to the thing. and I don't see the cap. I'm like, he forgot to put the cap in. But I think somebody else forgot to put the last time I got gas. I think the guy forgot to put the cap back. So now I'm wrong without a gas cap. I have no idea if that's dangerous or not. I just ordered one on Amazon for $9. But I, I didn't. I don't know whether it's dangerous without a gas cap. It seems like it should be. That made me upset. And then I go into the Wawa, and I'm like, I'm going to get a fountain Coke with some lemonade in it, and I'm going to eat that with the sub that I'm going to pick up later. And I go to the fountain soda machine. They don't have regular Coke. They don't have regular Coke, and they have all these other sodas in this machine, but no Coke. And I'm like, fuck this place, and I leave, and I walk out. And then I go... To Woodbridge, and I pick up the sub, and I go to the place, and in Woodbridge, this little main street in Woodbridge, it's, it's all Christmassy and nice. It's actually very pleasant, and I park in this place, and I go to the sub shop, and I don't know what it's going to be like in there, and it's disgusting in there. Gabriel, I don't think it, it's not your. I'm saying the sandwich itself was pretty good, and might be better than Tasty Subs, but the experience of getting the sandwich, even though it's in a better, t- it's Tasty Subs where it's located, sucks. I hate going there. But the judge subs in Woodbridge is nice, but the place is gross. There's no one in there. They're supposed to be open until 8. It's 7 o'clock, and they're pretty much closing up, and it, but it's gross in there. There's something gross about it. There's one black kid working there. I, I don't know why I said black because, because I was shocking. I, I've never seen a black person make a sub before. I know that sounds horrible, but in Jersey, i just just never seen it before in my whole life. I don't know why. He's a kid. And uh, I think he's angry that I'm, that I'm there, that he had to open up some of the tomatoes or lettuce. You know. And I'm like, there's this no way this is going to be good. But I'm trying to be very polite. And I'm like, oh, thank you. you know, all this, He's like, you don't want anything else on? You know, I think he came around after a while. But I mean, he was the only one there. It's, it's a creepy place. But I will say that the sub was very good. But, you know, a tasty subs. they got four people making it. They got a system there. And it smells better in there. And that's the better experience, but it's better to go to where it's located. The Tasty Sub or the Just Subs was better. So when I heard that, but I think, I think it was better. I can't tell. They're very similar. I just had the tuna to change the difference, but he might, Gabriel might be right. He said the Just Subs, I think he said he liked it better, but he didn't try the tuna. For some reason, it felt a little tastier and there was something a little bit better about it. I can't put my finger on it. But the experience was awful. Like, this, it just, I you know, that place was kind of gross. So if I was doing my restaurant review, that's why I'd say, like, this shop is awful. Now, maybe it's better at 3 in the afternoon when the place is bustling. But at 7 o'clock at night, when, you know, it already feels like it's 11 o'clock at night because it was dark for the past five hours, it just seemed scary and more lonely. <laughs> like, just that's all I needed. I was already having a bad time. And then I stopped at a different Wawa because it was on my way to the turnpike, and their soda machine was at least working. And the lady at the counter was very nice. So I told you this is all I interact with people. I have to. I the lady at the counter, getting coffee. That's my life now. I don't do anything else. That's the way it seems. And then I just stopped on the, the turnpike, and I, I I think I was watching Cheers, and uh, I turned off the car because when my car is idling now, it's it's horrible. So I didn't have any heat. But I ate the sub and I had some uh, hot fries and the soda and actually it it wasn't the worst time I ever (laughs) had, although it seems so pathetic. I mean, it was either that or coming home and getting Taco Bell and eating it home in front of the TV anyway. What's the difference? We'll just get it over with so I don't have to eat so late. But the sandwich pretty good. I only ate half of it. I'm so proud of myself. I only ate half. I have the other half in my refrigerator now. And then, you know, I parked the car and I just racing home because it's cold. I'm tired. I'm not tired. It's just cold. And I just don't want to be, I just don't want to be out anymore. I just want to be home. I just want to be home. And again, it's just so hard to get in the city. And it's just so, there's just so much nonsense and the traffic and people. And when I finally make it home, it's just so relaxing. I'm sure everybody feels that way. You know, you just make it home. Maybe it's again, you don't appreciate it until you're out of town. So bleh, I was glad to be home and then I actually watched that movie like I wasn't tired. I don't know what happened. Usually I fall asleep right after that, but that's what was the key about eating out instead of eating at home. I think when I eat at home then I automatically fall asleep. Everybody does, I think. In front of the TV. This time I was up and around and watching uh Thursday night horrible football and and then that movie and I'm glad I got to see it because then I'm thinking about class. And I and I feel like I'm kind of doing something, and then uh, the guy came in here today to, you know, fix the vomit smell, and even though uh, Jeanette cleaned the dishwasher, which was very kind of her to do for the guys that were coming in, because otherwise it would have been awful, they would have had to wear a mask, and they fixed it up, and uh, that leads us to today, and I guess we're done. We're done for the season. I guess that, I don't know, that's, uh, maybe it wasn't the greatest of... uh, uh, way to end the year podcast it just it just flew it was it we're already at an, an hour so much already so oh my goodness uh so monday i'm going to see rachel's netflix taping and that i will be able to tell you about and then of course i guess i won't be able to i don't know if i do a regular show Then i'm you're not going to hear about new year's eve right it just seems like if you're Doing a show after January on January second, it should be talking about New Year's, Eve, but it would be before New Year's Eve, I guess, that I would record it. So I don't know. I'm all confused on what to do. The main point of this story is, folks, is that I want you to have a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, and uh, a really terrific New Year's. I hope you do something fun. I hope I do something fun so I can at least report back to you that it was entertaining in some way. And I just hope everybody has a great. Holiday season and the new year. I hope 2024 is going to be awesome, right? It's got to be. I've got so much planned. is coming to town. Marcy's coming to town. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to see Billy Joel possibly twice, maybe once in Tampa, and once, and we're definitely here in New York. I've got my class going on. It's a full semester. I'm excited about that. I get excited for that every week, even though I do get diarrhea <laughs> every week. <laughs> But it's a phony diary. <laughs> great way to end the podcast, everybody, isn't it? You're welcome. Anyway, on that note, everybody, uh, just have a great holiday. Uh, you know, Instagram me and say hello. And uh, I'll wish you a Happy New Year from here. You wish me a Happy New Year from there. Thanks, everybody, for being a Patreon subscriber and a listener to the Just gal in the City podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. I'll see you
1: next time.